Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Um, we met, um, I was on vacation in Florida. We met on the strip in Florida. He was riding a motorcycle, and so that's where we met. Mid-COVID, you're on the strip in Fort Lauderdale, and you guys meet? <laughs> Well, yeah, because of COVID, I guess we're, I guess we're, uh, for single people, I guess that's it. There's just no COVID for you guys. This is the plaintiff, Saquita Pace. She says she hired the defendant to do some interior construction work on a bedroom and the kitchen of her boat. And the louse took off with her money without completing the job. If he thinks she's some kind of land lover or something, he has another thing coming to him because she's suing him in this court for the $2,518.28 she's owed. This is the defendant, Lonnie Black. He says the plaintiff moved the boat before he was able to complete the job and then started demanding he give her a refund. It's not his fault he wasn't able to complete the job. And he's not returning anything to the plaintiff because he put in a lot of work on that boat and he should be compensated. He's accused of hitting some choppy seas. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Pace, uh, you are suing Mr. Black for $2,500 that you want him to pay you back. You had paid him $1,500 in order to fix your boat, and he did some work but didn't finish it. So talk to me. Tell me how you two met. Um, We met, um, I was on vacation in Florida. We met on the strip in Florida. He was riding a motorcycle, and so that's where we met. Mid-COVID, you're on the strip in Fort Lauderdale, and you guys meet? (laughs) Well, yeah, because of COVID, I guess we're, I guess we're, uh, for single people, I guess that's it. There's just no COVID for you guys. It's just us idiots who are sitting around, you know, for a year in lockdown. All right, tell me, what, so you meet him and you hire him immediately, but was there like a romantic thing between you two? Because I see in the text that no. people will say, okay, now to business, now to business. So uh, let's switch no, to our was, business hat. So. 
No, there was no nothing romantic. Um, he seemed like a nice guy when I first met him. Um, but I got on his motorcycle. My sister and I were in town, and so his brother was there. We got on. He got on his motorcycle, and so that's how we met. We just got on our motorcycles in during COVID and <laughs> just driving up and down the strip, and then we exchanged numbers and we connected the next day. And um, and I took him out on my boat, him and his brother, to go fishing. So yeah, I just was what excited. What kind of boat do you have? The boat. It's a catamaran. Okay. How how big? It's 34 feet uh, long and 14, wow. um, 14 wide. And so I took him and okay. his brother out. Um, I was excited just to have the boat. I took him and his brother out to go fishing. We had a good day. Then he was able to see the kitchen and see the bedroom and see the work that I had done, that I needed to get done. And then that's when he told me that he could, you know, he, that's what he did for a living. He, does reno he renovates homes, which uh, uh, renovating a boat is very much like renovating a house. Okay. And then he quotes you how much to do what work? So he quoted me $1,500 for the work to do the kitchen and the bedroom. And as well as I had to give him $500 to get the supplies. And so I did send the screenshots as well with the cash apps that I did send him those payments. Okay. So he says, okay, so let's switch it over to business. My late, by the way, um, let me ask you, Mr. Black, was there anything romantic or not really? No. Okay. My name is, uh, you give your address, you give your name. This is just a contract stating I will be doing work for you on your boat. Work to be done is a kitchen area, which include full demolition and full buildup, new appliances, countertops, paint, and wall preparation. I will also be doing the bedroom, full demolition, wall prep paint, and bathroom toilet installation is included for $1,500. And then you say, I do not ask for money up front, but halfway through the job, I ask to be paid in full. You don't need to buy any more tools. I have everything, only materials. Okay, so what happens, Mr. Black? She says you didn't finish the job. She, she, she took the boat back home. I live in Florida. She went to follow her or something. And that was his debt. And she, talked, she called me and said, you owe me some money. Bring me back the remainder money you owe me. What she says you didn't finish the job. What is your response to that? That she didn't give you the time to do it? No, she took the boat, so I didn't get the time to do it. Yes. Okay, so she took the boat. Where you're from, Virginia? So you wanted to take the boat back to Virginia, Miss Pace? No, I was. Uh, I had the boat docked at the uh, public marina, which was very expensive. Um, and I gave him seven days to do the work. And then after that, I moved it to a private, someone's private dock in Florida. So I didn't take the boat from Florida. I moved it to someone's private dock, which was like a fourth of the price. Oh, so, so the boat is still in Florida. No, I moved it since then, but, um, since with, then. with the month, did the, the month work, the, yeah. okay. Did you, hi did you hire anybody else to complete the work or no? That's what I'm in the process of doing now. All right, but Ms. P Ms. Pace, if you hire him, you meet him on the 23rd. What's the day you hire him? The 24th. Wow, we don't waste any time. And then when did you say to him, you're fired, like November 4th? That's not a lot of time to get this done. It's a lot of work that we're well, talking about. Well, he called me seven days. So he said, he said it would take him a week to do all the where work. Where does he say and seven so days? Hold on one second, because I'm looking at, I don't see where he says seven days. Where does he no, say he that? Said, I'm looking at what appears to be your contract, and it doesn't say anything about how many days. From November 2nd to the 16th, the boat will be here. If the condition of the boat is good, I'm headed to the islands. we got to celebrate the B-Day early. So you're not saying finished by November 2nd there. His contract doesn't say I'll be done by November 2nd. Then there's a text that you send him a little bit later where you say to him, 
there, right there. On, on October 29th, five days after you hire him. So the 1500 that work will be done by November 2nd, right? Don't worry about the toilet. I plan to take it, return it. And he says, okay. What are you saying okay to, Mr. Black? She told me she was going to take the toilet back, and that was the only thing I was agreeing to. I knew the job wasn't going to be done in a week. Well, how come you don't answer the... It is true that she texts two... She says two things, and, you know, now you give him wiggle room because there really is nowhere else where he says it'll be done by November 2nd. Um, you know, the okay improper grammar is going to be to the last thing said, not something asked two questions ago. But is there just anywhere else where he says to you he'll be done October, November 2nd? And how could he have been when the sink didn't even come in till November 4th? Well, so 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 um, I did see I did send the pictures of the before and the after in the current state of the room. So whenever you have there a couple of layers of paint in preparation for the walls, there was there's no paint, there's no primer on the walls at all. So for that would take three, three days in it just to have the room painted so by the sinks weren't the issue the countertop isn't even finished so it's there was other work that could have been done i got the peel and stick black okay so let's in the kitchen that could have been yeah so you know you knew that she was kind of in a hurry though you knew and you knew that she didn't live here um mr black and so here um i guess she informs you that the sink is going to be delayed sink and stovetop are delayed and here's what you write <laughs> I just put all this work in making the countertop and it's fully prepped and ready. And she says, we are not friends. Let's keep it professional. Please speak to me the same as you do to other clients. Shipping delays happen. There's other work that can still be done. Don't do the bad energy and disrespect. And you answer, um, that was not towards you at all. So you don't have to take anything personal. And I know what needs to be done in the time frame. So you know that she's, by this point, she has been saying November 2nd, November 2nd. Now the delay is to November 4th. Um, how much time did you think she was going to give you? I thought November 2nd was the time when she wanted to leave. She was saying that she wanted to, she was leaving. She needed to go back to, to go back to work and do all this stuff and all this and all that. Yeah, but, but you know that's not true because I'm be looking there. at texts now where you, both of you, you knew that it was delayed and that it was on November 3rd. You're texting her, get it there for me. I'm finishing this tear out. And she tells you, yeah, I dropped off the stovetop. And then on November 3rd. She says, Friday, I'm moving the boat. I need everything done by then. You say, okay. Then all of a sudden, you're telling him you're going to move it at 2 p.m. on Thursday. Can you have all your stuff off by then? So it's 11 days that you gave him to do the work. And I just don't know if that's reasonable. I, I don't know. You can choose to do it. It's your boat. It's, and it's beautiful. It's your choice how you want to do things. If you want him off because you don't have faith in him and you think he's a clown and you feel like he's not responsive, that's up to you. The question is, then do you get a refund? Or who breached? Is it him by not finishing, or is it you by not letting him finish? That's what I've got so to I answer, you know? So, so, so a couple of things. Um, like, I gave him the $500 for to get the supplies. Um, I do have an LLC, and so that's why I bought, I bought the boat, and it will be, but for tax purposes, I asked him for the receipts for whatever he purchased. He did not give me one receipt. So that I'm asking for Where my money back. Where are the receipts, now, Mr. Black? She's asked you repeatedly on the text uh, for all the receipts. Where are the receipts? Honestly, I don't know where most of the receipts are at. I don't. <laughs> but me and my girl broke up at the time, so I moved to another place. And a lot of stuff got missing and lost in between. That, that sounds like a you problem. And if you're, you're, you're trolling 
the strip in Fort Lauderdale and meeting girls from Virginia. I'm not surprised you broke up. <laughs> Tell me how you're suing Mr. Black for a flight to Florida, a three-night hotel stay, and lift rides in order to file the case. Tell me about that, because I love that. So, yeah, so I had to fly. Well, I don't live in Florida. Um, the boat was still there, but I had to fly back to Black to Florida, and then I had to stay in a hotel. I had to Uber to go to the sheriff's office so they could serve him, and I had to go to the courthouse. I wouldn't have had to do that. Had he finished, I wouldn't have had to go back to Florida. Well, you could do that by computer, so. Well, the instructions that they have it for Broward County, it said you had to take it there. That's what they're saying. You could mail said. it I had to go. You could have even mailed it in. You just went to Florida to see your boat, and he's not going to pay for that trip. You're getting greedy here. No, um, that's not right. You know, trying no, to get it. That's not right. Welcome back to the People's Court. I'm Harvey Levin. The question in this case, uh, did the plaintiff get super greedy by demanding work that wasn't originally requested by him, or did the defendant simply skip out on the job? Let's listen. So let's talk about whether you're entitled to any refund, okay? Um, he's not going to pay you a penny for your trip to Florida. That's just silly. Um, I am going to do the following. I am going to order him to return a portion of the supplies just because he has no proof of what he paid. Um, and I'm also going to order him to return a portion of the labor. And I'm going to do what we call a little rough justice because it's very hard to do this scientifically. But I do see where he's coming from that it should take longer than you're giving him. But I do see where you're coming from that he knew... Time was of the essence from all of your constant texts to him. So you will return to her $950. That is my judgment. Good luck, folks. Mr. Black, uh, how do you feel about this? You got to get back $950. Man, that she done bought this Gilligan Island boat and want me to, to, to turn it into a yacht. Like, come on, man. That ain't what's up. <laughs> then she's been all that all the all the cake on everything. Man, that wasn't even anything that happened. I did a whole bunch of work. But yeah. I pay her school. All right. You're okay with that. All right, Miss Pace, what do you think? Well, I'm happy to get something back, um, but I still have an unfinished bedroom in my boat that I can't sleep in and the kitchen that I can't use, so I'll get the work done somewhere else. All right. Well, good luck to you. Let's see what the judges are thinking now. Here we go again with another edition of After the Verdict. You know, there's a ton of contractors in South Florida, and this, this happened to, hap to occur in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. What are the odds that the best contractor for your job is the guy who rolls up on you on a chopper? Hey, want to get on my motorcycle? On <laughs> your ride or whatever it was. But uh, not very much work got done. So uh, with this judgment of around $900, both parties it's almost half of the money that she paid him, and, right. and she does have the supplies right. on the on board. Right. But so. she's unhappy, and he's unhappy. Yeah, so you probably got it right. That's right. Right? And, you know, I do like the Gilligan's Island reference <laughs> to the SS Minnow on Gilligan's <laughs> Island. But in fairness, she's got a pretty nice boat there. It is a it's nice like a boat. 32 or 33-foot catamaran. It was it's beautiful. Very nice. Good yeah, for her. Exactly. So Katie wants to know this. Hey, Harvey. If my front door camera records someone breaking in and my dog gets out and bites someone, am I responsible? Here's the thing, that's a great question. Yes, you are because your dog biting somebody, that is strict liability in most states. However, if somebody is responsible for opening the door 
and you get sued by the dog owner where the dog got injured, you can turn around and sue that person for opening the door because that's the negligence that caused all of it and you could recover that money. And that will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. These are the plaintiffs, Mary Sue and Joe Hernandez. Mary Sue says they hired the defendant to install concrete pavers on their property. And almost immediately, there was a problem with the grout cracking between the tiles. The defendant said he'd fix the cracks and then went MIA. And no one goes MIA on them without consequences. They're suing for $3,000, the amount they're due. This is the defendant, William Leantonio. He says he made it clear no one was to walk on the pavers for 24 hours after he completed the job. And wouldn't you know it, the plaintiffs did exactly that. They broke the bond between the tiles. He fixed them three times, but enough is enough. He's accused of cracking up a customer. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiffs say they made a huge mistake hiring the defendant because he ruined their patio. But the defendant says he told the plaintiffs not to walk on the patio for 24 hours after he completed the job. They didn't listen, and now they're here in court. It's the case of cracking up a customer. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Hernandez, you were doing some home renovations, and you hired the defendant to do what? to put pavers on the side of the house and by the deck. And the problem is really the side, the whole side of the house. That's where the problem is. Well, let me ask you a few questions. So he was going to put in, these were brand new pavers? Correct. And then where did you get the pavers? From him or did you already have the pavers? He got them. Okay. Now, um, how much for the entire job? Well, it was close to $10,000. Okay. So, and what is your complaint? Well, like I submitted it, uh, the evidence of the pictures of all the papers on the side, they're all messed up, discoloring, cracks everywhere. And I have called him and called and sent texts. So finally, on the 27th of October, he, he called me and he goes, I'm a little busy, but maybe in a week or two, I'll be able to come by. And then he put an excuse that, he didn't, he didn't really want to fix them because he had a problem with my husband. And, and that's the reason he didn't come. 
So he told me, I called me in a week or two. I did call him, left him several messages, never responded. Finally, on December the 21st, he called me and said, I lost 26 pounds. I'm going to have to check myself in the hospital. That was the last I heard from him. Okay. Now, you did submit pictures, and I'd like to look at the pictures. So tell me what you want me to focus on in this picture. The grout that's kind of, I don't know what's going on here. Is it missing, I guess, or uneven? And It's both. Uneven, and it's holes everywhere. Everything came out. It's sand everywhere. He didn't seal the side where the entrance door is. Everything looks so messy. It's so sad. And in the back, this isn't happening? No. This is just the side. The back, he did it himself with another gentleman. He had other guys do the side. That They were not professionals. And then he came back one day after he finished the job, put new sealer on, and he just came right out. That's how the whole side of the house looks, the whole entire area. See, that's the entrance. Okay, the what's going on, Mr. Lee Antonio? Why is this, uh, why are these, why is there such a problem on the side? Because apparently the back is perfect. So there's what? something wrong on this side. You know, it's discolored, the sand's coming up, the grout looks awful. I mean, look at that. So what's going on? What's going on there is that their hose bib was leaking, and I explained that to them. The water was dripping out. When they turned the hose on, water was leaking out over it. I told them for 24 hours you cannot go on it because it's an epoxy-type sand that sets up. And as I said, she was walking on it, watering the grass. When that thing, you break the bond, and that's what happens. As far as that dark gray... That's dampness. Apparently, she wet it down, and it's still damp. That's no, why no, I, I, I don't think she's complaining about the dark gray. We all know that's just dampness in the moment. She's complaining about the okay. beiges that are coming out, which are completely separate from the dampness, and she's complaining about right. how the grout looks. Now, in your answer to Correct. the complaint, you said she walked all over it, she walked all over it, she walked all over it. You have never once before said anything about a hose bib. When did you come up with that? Because it's not uh, in your answer should, to the complaint. It, it should have been. I explained that because it yeah. was leaking. And she knows it okay. does. Okay, so how did she hose. walk all over it and ruin it? Because it is it is a consistent problem only on the side of the house and not in the back. Is it accurate Correct. that you are not the one who laid these, that you delegated that? No, I was there. I was there and I was working with them. And the fellows that did put those favors down, that's all they do. And that's the side of the house. She has a side entrance there, and right on the side entrance is that hose bib. That's where the hose is, and that's where the leak was Okay, do you have from. any evidence of what you're saying? Because if your defense is, it's not my workmanship, it's a leak in her house, do you have proof that it's a hose bib? Uh, let me see. Also, for that matter, do you have proof that she walked all over it in the first 24 hours? You could ask her that. She was she was on it. Yeah, I'll, I, I will watch it. this. Did you walk all over the side in the first twenty four hours? Well, first of all, when they finished doing this job, it started pouring outside. So how can I be walking outside? And they finished. It gets dark. At that Is that time. a yes or a no? Were you walking outside no. all? No. Did you do Did you do salsa all over the side of the thing from the top to the back? No. Okay, so that didn't work very well. I went there three times, 
and I, I took care of those spots that you see now. And then what happened after the third time, which is an hour trip up there, I brought, I brought one of the fellows that I use. He's a specialist. And he came there, and she said all she needed was a couple of spots taken care of and around a pipe. And also she wanted to paint some concrete in the front. So we did that. She was well satisfied. She was happy. I called her husband. I said, talk to your wife. She's satisfied. When she was satisfied, we left. Two or three weeks later, she called me up and complained again. And that was the problem. At that point, I was very busy. I couldn't get up there. Then it was my birthday when October 27th when she called me. I told her it was my birthday. She knows that. Then the next time she called, I was in the hospital. Okay. However, she has a problem. She has proof of the problem, and you do not have proof that the problem is her fault, okay? And you have to stand by your work. You can't say, oh, it's a really long way away, and I got sick. Well, you keep agreeing, but you, but you haven't gone back there. You, you lost touch with them, which is why they sued you. You know, well, I, so it's a problem. Now, Ms. Hernandez, did you end up um, getting an estimate for what it would cost to have someone else come in and fix it? Because uh, just like you've lost faith, I've kind of lost faith. So what uh, what will it cost for someone else to come in and fix it? Well, somebody gave it, gave us a verbal agreement uh, for the driveway and the side. He said, I have to rip them all out and start from the beginning. And he told us it was going to be a rough estimate, about $3,500. He has Do to you have that in writing out. for me? No. Well, you're supposed to. This is the trial. I know, but I didn't you know You need that to I'm... have, in other words, your dam lady, listen, your damages here are what it's going to cost you to make it right. So just like I looked at him and said, prove it's her fault, because she walked all over them for a year, I'm looking at you and saying, prove that it's going to cost X to fix it. You need to have proof of what it's going to cost to fix it. Because I agree with you, these need to get fixed. But how do you come to court today without a single written estimate of what it costs to fix it? Well, I told my husband to get it in writing, and he didn't. But we we didn't, the guys... Husband, let's hear from you. You're awful silent. And I saw her hit you at one point earlier today because she was... She's, you're getting on her nerves, husband. Why didn't you get in writing an estimate for what it would cost to fix it? Oh, that was my error. Should have got it in writing. Oh, you think? Yeah. No, I should have. Yeah, I know. Well, Your Honor, one more other thing that I wasn't in the complaint that I, that, um, I just want to bring to the to attention that the pavers that they were installed were not the correct pavers. Um, originally, he was supposed to install Cambridge papers and I asked him and I requested that when, when my wife started complaining to send me a copy of the invoice where he brought the papers because the papers were not the papers that we originally asked him to install. That's the reason why we're having problems with these papers. That's why they're fading away. And, uh, you know, it, okay. our... can I ask you something? What's your response to that, Mr. Lee Antonio? They are Cambridge papers and I couldn't find the bill, but I could give them the, I could, you know, call the place up. I'm serious. It's, it's, it's the Cambridge Pavers. I mean, I've been in business since 74. Well, I'm sorry. You're never being had this sued, problem. and you're not just being sued. You're being sued on the people's court. And you couldn't bother right. to find the proof that they're Cambridge Pavers? You didn't even respond to them until they send you that certified letter. Well... I'm ruling in favor of the plaintiff in the amount of $3,000. That's my judgment.
So, Mr. Leantonio, what do you think about that? You got to give all that money back. How about it? <laughs> you know, yeah, I should have got the, I should have looked for the receipt. It's Cambridge Pavers. Yeah. I would never cheat yeah, anybody, should've. ever. And I've been in business in 74. I never had a problem. So it's one of those things. Well, well you got <laughs> a problem this time and with this couple. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let me talk to Ms. and Ms. Hernandez. Uh, folks, you're going to get your money back. So you're, you're going to do all right. You're coming out with what you wanted. So congratulations yeah. from that point of view. Thank okay? you. Thank you. I'm happy. Okay. Don't hit your husband again now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see what the judges Thank have you. to say now. Time for another edition of After the Verdict. Here they are. These kind of interlocking pavers, we had them at a house that we used to have uh, years ago, and I remember pressure washing them, and I pressure cleaned them a few times, and that sand would go everywhere. But now they've come up with this stuff that the defendant was talking about called polymeric sand or something that I guess is like a mortar. But the bottom line is the pavers on that side of the house, they didn't, they didn't look right. They didn't look good. No. Right? I thought it was pretty um, informative that the back ones are perfect, and he's the one who laid the back ones. Right. How about I that? I think he just subbed yeah. that out to somebody or... Apparently, he's, he's a, a, a craftsman with that stuff. Yeah, but, you know, you also have to be a businessman. And yes. you can't take money for doing something that wasn't done right. No. And then say, you know what? You live too far. I'm not going to keep repairing it. No, right. you shouldn't have to keep repairing it because it should have been done right the first time right. for 10 grand, you know? Well, you know, if you want something done right... Yeah, we can't do it. We don't have that skill, oh, you know. <laughs> nah. Harold wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, how do you get a felony off your record that happened 54 years ago? Well, you can petition the court to expunge that. Um, and expungement really varies from state to state. But the idea is that after a certain period of time, especially if you haven't broken any additional laws, you can petition the court to expunge it from your record. Uh, if you want to go online, you can look and see how you do it. Or may, you may hire a lawyer who can probably do it with greater ease. And that will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. This is the plaintiff, Hilal Jalal. He says he told his neighbor, the defendant, about a large tree hanging over his property. The guy did nothing about it, and sure enough, it fell on his fence, damaging it. Neighbor or no neighbor, he's owed 450 bucks due to his negligence, and is suing for just that today. This is the defendant, Vikram Sharma. He says his tree fell due to a hurricane, and yes, one of his trees fell on his neighbor's fence. He can't prevent trees from falling in hurricanes, so he owes nothing. He's accused of ignoring a neighbor. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket. The plaintiff says he warned his neighbor about his tree, and sure enough, the tree fell and damaged his fence. But the defendant says there was a hurricane for crying out loud, and he can't prevent trees from falling in hurricanes. It's the case of, well, that's the way the wind blows. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Jalal, what happened here? Yes, Judge. Uh, on November 2nd, a big branch about 40 to 50 feet long fell on our fence and uh, broke the fence in half. And uh, did it get hit? Did the tree get hit by lightning or something? How did that happen? How did the branch fall? Judge, it could be a wind gust. It's not a hurricane. There was no hurricane in that area on that day, 
but it got carried away in the wind and uh, okay. by maybe 10 20 feet it came and uh, hit my fence well let me ask you a question how mm. much of the tree was hanging over your property judge there is another property sandwiched between the two properties so the branch extends over the neighbors and then on yours are you all next to each other it doesn't extend into my property. It was extending the neighbor's property. So the wind took the, so the branch wasn't even growing over your property. The branch was growing over the neighbor's property and then the wind took it to your property? Yes, yes, partially to my property. Had yes. you ever uh, talked to him about the tree growing out of control? Yes, both of us, myself and uh, the neighbor in between. We, we gave him a warning in the month of October. And told him you need to uh, cut this tree and what did he say, no? He just heard it and said nothing and did nothing. All right, so now let me hear from you, Mr. Sharma. Uh, good evening, Your Honor. So, <laughs> uh, well, whenever these kind of things happen, the first thing you do is call insurance, right? That's why we usually have insurance. So I called my insurance and they told me that uh, it's, it was a hurricane. Uh, the wind gusts of 35 miles per hour. I've actually submitted the, um, uh, you know, the evidence. So, <laughs> so I, I don't think it's a hurricane until it's 40 miles an hour. So it might have been a tropical storm. Right. I stand corrected. Yeah, that makes more sense. Okay. So now uh, my neighbor, next door neighbor Mona, the property when whose the tree actually fell, the branch actually fell on their property, not on Mr. Jalal's. A section of that branch actually broke the fence between my next door neighbor and Mr. Jalal. So now Mona came back to me, said, hey, I called my insurance. It's a wind damage. My insurance does not cover wind damage. I was like, I felt bad. So I actually said, all right, you know what? I'll get the branch lifted. So I called my tree guy and I've already submitted the receipt. And I had them come over two days later, which was November 5th. And I had the branch picked up, right? So I did that, even though my insurance company and my lawyer said the tree laws in New Jersey clearly state you're not responsible. But these guys, I mean, I'm friends with them, so I didn't want to, you know, cause that kind of trouble. I don't know Mr. Jalal. I've never spoken to Mr. Jalal. The only time I spoke to Mr. Jalal was the day I moved in, right? And the day I moved in, he told me that he had called the cops on my immediate next-door neighbor. The neighbor that he is now saying actually spoke to me about the branch. So I reached out to my neighbor and said, hey, did we ever speak about the branch? He said, I can actually, you know, testify. We never spoke about the, about the branch and neither did I ever speak to Mr. Jalal about the fence. So now the thing is, I actually took care of the fence and then I get a notice, on, which was actually, by the way, uh, Your Honor, uh, you know, the notice that they sent the civil court was on December 7th and it had three complaints. One, they wanted the branch removed and they were asking me for $500 for that branch removed, which, by the way, I had already cleared a month back on November 5th. So they lied about that. Second, they said, my branch my fence is broken, I need $500 for it, which by the way, you still don't know whether you own or not, right? My immediate next door neighbor, Miss Mona, she actually has already offered you to split the cost. You have still not gotten back to them. They're right next door, you can call them, right? And the third what thing is- What was it you actually... split the cost with Mona on? Yeah, I split the cost with Mona for the tree branch. So the tree branch oh, guy okay. took $250 to remove it. So I paid 125 and she okay. paid 125, even though I didn't have to. But anyways, I'm a nice guy. So now they actually distributed pamphlets in the neighborhood, Your Honor, stating that I'm a very careless guy. I haven't actually owned up to the branch. Uh, and, you know, I'm, which I had already removed, by the way, but I ignored it. I don't like conflicts. So I'm, I'm still I'm still wait, Mr. Wait, Jalal. Wait, this wait, wait, not... wait. Back it up. Back yeah. it up. Tell me, he, they, yeah. they distributed pamphlets around the neighborhood? Yes. 
yesterday. Yesterday. Like in people's mailboxes or what? Yes. Yesterday. Yesterday. How exactly. do you know? That's exactly what did. So my next door neighbor actually called and laughed to me about that as well, by the way. FYI. So anyways, so that's the thing because I, all my neighbors get along with me. These are the only guys I don't speak to because they call cops on people. So I'm kind of scared on them. And the last thing, legal fee of $500. <laughs> For what? I mean, you have gone to people, you went to civil court, there was no lawyer signature, you went to people's court, I don't know if you've hired a lawyer, you're here sitting on your own. I, I know these are hard times, but this is no way. I know we're all frustrated, we're so, all stuck at home. I'm Mr. sorry. Mr. Jalal, yeah. did you hear what yes. Mr. Sharma said? Do you have uh, any sure. proof that you paid $200 in legal fees? Uh, I can uh, produce proof. I have the name of the No, attorney. no, now is, this is the trial. We're at the trial right now. Show me the proof right now. Welcome back to the People's Court. The plaintiff says that the defendant owes him big time for the damage his tree cost his fence. But the defendant says he did nothing wrong and he can't control Mother Nature. Let's listen. I didn't pay him already, um, uh, Judge. Okay. But I have to pay him. Okay. Listen up, Mr. Jalal. Let me tell you how tree law works. Mm. Okay? It's real simple. He is not God. He did not create the gale force winds. He did not create the tropical storm. He did not create the wind that night. Your neighbor who's in between has the right, any neighbor, let me just say this for anybody, any, any person, if my neighbor's tree is growing over my property, I cannot ask my neighbor to trim the branches that are over my property. I own from the hells to the heavens. So if his tree is growing over my property, I have the right without asking his permission and without the right to demand his reimbursement to take a chainsaw and go and get that tree branch out from my way. But I don't have the right to sue him for what it cost me, and I don't have the obligation to ask him for permission. And there are hurricane force or tropical force winds or any winds or lightning. That is called an act of God. That is not anything that Mr. Sharma did. So you cannot sue him for God's actions. He has zero responsibility to sue you. And if your lawyer, if you really did go to a lawyer, didn't tell you that, don't pay your lawyer. Because this isn't even subject to dispute. This is 100% black letter law, okay? That is why his insurance company wouldn't pay it, and that is why he is not paying it. My verdict in this case is for the defendant. Judge? Thank you, Your Honor. So the judge finds for the defendant in this case, Mr. Jalal, let me ask you, how do you feel about the judge's decision? That's okay. That is, I, I, the judge makes a judgment. It is okay. I don't want to comment about that. But Mr. Sharma made some statements which were not true. The removal of the tree branch was not done by Mr. Sharma. It was done by the occupant sandwich between our two properties. She paid the money and Mr. Sharma on January 8th went and paid her money, cash. She stuffed some money in her hand, just forcibly. Well, it's all right for you to spell that out to us, but the bottom line is you sued him and really in court you have no position to sue. You can't win on a case like this. The judge was very okay, specific sir. in I... explaining that. I'm sorry about that, Mr. Jalal. Mr. Sharma, let me ask you, are you surprised by the decision or you, were you pretty sure this is the way it was going to end? 
No, sir. I mean, I, I was surprised at all. And stuffing money in somebody's hand is actually a criminal activity. I, I, I don't know, Jalal, Mr. Jalal, you do it, but people in New Jersey are not allowed to do that by force. And I wouldn't forcefully give money to anyone. I, I own my money hard. And secondly, I actually have receipt of when it was actually done. You have no receipts, you have no proof, and you're actually talking for a neighbor who's my friend and who you actually call the cops on. They hate you. I'm going to use that strong word. <laughs> I mean, I'm friends with them. So anyways, I'm sorry. I don't want to waste your time. I know you're busy. So. Okay. Well, listen, you won the case and that's all. You should be satisfied with that. Exactly. All right. Thank that's you. it. That'll wrap up the case. Let's see what the judges have to say about this now. Let's join them for another edition of After the Verdict. This case came to you from New Jersey. And the common law rule in New Jersey, just like in Florida and probably in every other state, is that when, unless a tree is dead, damaged, or diseased, and you have reason to know it, you're not going to be liable if a limb falls on your neighbor's right. car, house, wife, whatever it might be, <laughs> all right? I mean, whatever horrible thing you can think of. Right. And I think the rule rubs a lot of people the wrong way. You know, yeah. generally speaking, they're like, well, well, what do you mean? His tree fell it's on my tree. fence. It's your tree. It's your tree. It fell on my car. That happens a lot. Yeah, but you're out of luck. Right. This is a classic act of God under all these policies or a not covered thing. They get out that big stamp that says not covered. They right. slam it onto your, <laughs> onto your claim and, and that's it. You walk right. out the door. Right. So tough break. So Donna wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, uh, is it legal for my landlord to keep my security deposit for repairs and then not do the repairs? I'm assuming you moved out and you damaged something. Well, here's the deal. He's entitled to the money. He is not required to fix the problem, but he's entitled to the money.